Welcome to Backstage with Becca B with special guest Patrick Ortiz. Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of Backstage with Becca B. On this episode, he made his Broadway debut on West Side Story, was in Mamma Mia on Broadway, went on tour with both West Side Story and We Will Rock You, and has performed on both land and sea with For the Record Live. Please welcome Patrick Ortiz. Hey, Becca, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Given current circumstances, of course, but... Right, right, exactly, but all's good. How are you doing? Doing good. I'm in uh, Texas right now. I've been here for a couple months and uh, got Sweet. this interview series like uh, planned it out while I've been here. So Sweet. Awesome. Good for you. You got to keep going. Keep it's creating. Yeah. That's and awesome. Keep theater conversations going because exactly. Miss yes. Yes. Very much so. so. Have you been doing anything to keep sane during this time or yeah yeah i mean i feel like i've gone through so many different um levels of patrick in quarantine <laughs> you know what i mean like i go through the evolution and then it starts its cycle over again <laughs> yeah um so yeah yeah i've been you know trying to stay active and um i've i've been working on like new musicals and um zoom readings and um, been trying to stay fit as much as I can with the gyms closed and yeah. It's, it's like a lot of walking outside and it's like, oh, why didn't I do this like before? Right, yeah, I'm like, oh, there's all these parks around me. There's yeah. all this outside activity that I never took advantage of, so. Because the gyms. <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. yeah. So I've, I've been trying to stay active and yeah, be productive as much as I can. <laughs> Same. It's a work in progress, and it's like some days you need your breaks, and some day and yes, because it's all it's all a lot. Right. Right. Exactly. It's all well, all and, about balance. <laughs> yeah, all about balance. Well, anyways, mm. I'll uh, get started on the theater conversation. Perfect. Uh, so have you always known that you wanted to be an actor and performer? Um, I always knew that I loved the arts. I didn't know um, how I was gonna fit into that puzzle piece per se my entire life. Um, I, I, I didn't start um, considering theater performing as a career until I started college. <laughs> so um, really? yeah, so it was, it was a discovery that I um, made later uh, in my youth. Uh, uh, most, the majority of my times I spent growing up, I spent focused on uh, sports and academics. I was huge into science and math. I did um, mathletes, the competition math team. <laughs> I did science field day competitions. And I did, um, I played soccer for 16 years, um, competitively and traveling. So. So yeah, wow. I was a late bloomer when it comes to theater. <laughs> Did you think you'd be going into like a soccer career instead of instead of an acting career? Um, I was considering going um, to college for soccer and um, majoring in biology um, with an emphasis in zoology because um, animal behavior is uh, 
I, I'm obsessed with it. That's all I watch is Discovery Channel and stuff like that, documentaries. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, um, so yeah. And then I decided that, um, you know, this dance and singing and acting is something that I am going to do whether or not I get paid. So yeah. why don't I give it a shot at making a career out of it? So, yeah. When did you like <laughs> discover that you could sing? <laughs> um, I, I think when the first time someone told me that I was good, I feel yeah. because, because I've always been singing, but no one ever told me I was good until like probably around when I was like 15 or 16. And I was um, auditioning for like some community theater and I got a call back and I was like, what? They want me to sing a solo? Cause I was used to like doing like chorus parts. And I got a call back and the director pulled me aside. He's like, you have a really good voice. You really need to like cultivate it and take voice lessons. And you know, and I was like, oh, okay. Maybe I can do this. I was like, cool. Yes. <laughs> what was the first theater show you were in? Speaking of uh, getting into auditioning for shows. Oh gosh. The first show I was in, I think I was, I think it was probably Susical the Musical in high school <laughs> yes. and, I, and I played Horton the Elephant. <laughs> love it, love it. Which was such a fun role and character and that musical is so like whimsical. So it was a fun introduction to um, music. But actually um, my family was, uh, even though none of them were musicians or actors, uh, they had a love for the arts and um, my um, mom was, uh, yeah, and my mom was obsessed with West Side Story and like the old time musicals. So she used to play them for us when we were kids and we didn't understand what was happening. We were just excited with all the music. So um, I grew up with musical musicals in the household, but um, didn't really take it seriously until later. So yeah, it's been and a fun journey. <laughs> I'm gonna ask about West Side Story more later because you've done two two productions of it or been, I mean, um, it, I think right? I've done, so yeah, I think I've done four, four or five wow. productions of West Side Story at this point. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, it was a huge chunk of my life for I think uh, three years, and I was just jumping around, but again. <laughs> all, all the roles. Like, yes, I have to yeah. cross off all the roles before, it, I, can I, quit, I, before I, I can quit saying yes to the show. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Anita's still left. I still have to play Anita. <laughs> yes. She's yeah. the last one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get into musical theater? Like, how did you, how did you have success with getting into musical theater in college since, like, you got a little later start in it than most people I feel like do. Yeah, um, to be honest, it was extremely intimidating because, you know, I was being um, auditioning and uh, against kids who have been doing this since they were like seven or eight, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I just started yesterday, let's give it a try, you know? Um, but if anything, you know, that being thrown into that environment with little experience, you know, taught me at an early beginning to not compare myself to anyone else, you know, and that the real competition is within myself, you know, am I able to walk into the room and feel like I presented a, a good job with my song, you know what I mean? Or I did good work today, you know, that is the real contest because the second 
you allow yourself and those thoughts of, oh, well, they sang this note higher than me, or, oh, well, they did this, and they can sing this song, you know, then it's just like a losing battle, you know, so. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was hard at first, but it taught me um, a very good lesson early off, so. And you performers <laughs> are tough on yourself, so, it, so it's like. Yes. The enemy really is within. <laughs> yes, yes, and, and because that, you know, you need to love yourself, you need to give yourself a break, like, we're doing a lot as performers, so it's important to find that balance, and be you know critical of yourself and okay what did i what can i fix what can i work on yeah. but then also be like i nailed this and i did this right and this was good you know yeah healthy to have a balance of good and constructive give yourself <laughs> positive reinforcement yes yes exactly and, a, and award yourself when you do good yes yeah eat a cookie why not <laughs> yeah and where did you go to school in college and what was your like most valuable takeaway from college life oh yeah um I I wasn't certain like I said that I was gonna make this my career so I joined uh towards the end of my freshman year uh Cal State Fullerton and um okay. yeah and I did um their BFA program it's a cut program um <clears throat> and it basically your first two years freshman and sophomore you spend auditioning to get into the BFA and the class starts from around like, ours started at 130. And then over two years, it gets narrowed down to around 10, 10 to 12 people. Um, and then that's the BFA, the final BFA of those 10 for the next two years. So those first two years is um, a grueling experience um, because after every semester, they make a cut of 20 people or 10 people. and if you're cut from the program, you have to switch majors, <laughs> which is a little, <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's a little devastating, uh, to be frank. But, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it is kind of a little bit like uh, what the business is like. You know, it is a little cutthroat and a little just a little harsh, like, sorry, not this time. Got to move yeah. on. Keep going. So, um yeah, and um, uh, the school was great. It had great um, teachers. Uh, the acting teachers were absolutely incredible there. And um, that was something that I uh, still hold on to was my acting experiences there and the technique that we learned from Stanislavski and Meisner and all that stuff. Um, I still utilize today, like when I go into auditions and prepare for a character. So uh, yeah, it was a great experience. Um, but I, at the end of my junior year uh, at Cal State, I um, had, I was invited to be called, recalled back in for Westside, and I booked it at the end of my junior year. So I didn't end up completing my wow. senior year. Yeah, because. That's understandable. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I went straight from Cal State to Broadway <laughs> and started Westside. Uh, I think it was, I think it was 20 years old. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That, and that's young. It, it that's was young. Pretty darn young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize it at the time, but now I look back and I was like, geez, that was a lot for a 20 year old, but it's okay. I got through it and it was one of the best moments of my life to be honest. <laughs> I mean, there's like, I mean, there's kid actors, but like still a lot of people don't make Broadway debuts if they're not like a kid actor 
till right. they're till they're in like maybe mid like twenties. Yeah, yeah. So I was super grateful, and I'm still so grateful for that huge opportunity. <laughs> so was that was your Broadway debut? Yeah, that was my Broadway debut. Do you remember the audition experience for that? Yes, I do. I do actually. I um, my first audition was when I was um, I think it was eighteen. I was eighteen years old, and um, I auditioned in Los Angeles when, and I was living in San Diego where I grew up. And my friend invited me, and he was like, "Hey, I'm auditioning for the revival of West Side on Broadway. You should come." And I was like, "Yes!" Not because I wanted to book it, because only because. Um, I was excited because I really wanted to learn the original choreography. So I was like, I don't care if I book it. I just want to learn the choreo and then like peace out. And I think it was yeah. like that kind of energy and mentality that made me go so far in the process. Probably. Um, so anyway, so I went and I made it to the final cut that day. Um, they asked me to come back the next day. And then I came back, danced again. And then they flew me to New York. And... I made it to down to the final like 20. I was going in for uh, one of the sharks and um, and I didn't get it that time. Um, and that's okay, they cut me. And I like my mom was waiting outside the studio. It was oh. like <laughs> so dramatic. She flew with me. She's she's um, old Puerto Rican lady. She flew with me and I like walked out of the studio. I was like, Madre, I didn't get it. She's like, I Nikito, it's okay, you know, like it's fine. And and it was fine, you know. And and now in hindsight, I am so grateful I didn't get it then because I wasn't ready. Like I still needed to go to college and to get three years of solid training. And that's what I did. And then three years later, the casting director, Paul Hart, he called me and he's like, Hey, we're looking to have a replacement. I said, great, um, I'll come out. And he was like, okay, great. My, um, went out there and then I booked it. So it's, I know you hear this a lot in this industry, but it's all about the right time. <laughs> it's all yeah. about timing. <laughs> so it's like so much would have been different if you had been... gotten it then versus when you were right. right, if I would have booked, you know, my Broadway debut at 18 years old, you know, I wasn't, you know, a well-rounded, grounded performer. I wasn't, you know, so I'm grateful that it came at the time when it did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, And then you talked about choreography. So when did you start, like, getting dance experience? Because you obviously have dance experience. Yeah, so um, I actually started um, in college when I started um, the musical theater BFA. Um, and I, I picked it up very, very quickly. Like my dance teachers were impressed with having zero dance experience at how quickly I was picking it up. Wow. And I honestly attribute it to um, my huge athletic background, um, playing soccer and running and tennis, you know, all that agility is, you know, incorporated in dance for yeah. sure. I mean, dance is a extreme sport. Like those are like some of the top athletes, you know, in the world. So, so I was able to adapt and pick it up really quickly. Um, it's hard though, because I didn't have ballet training, so I'm not the most technical dancer, but I have confidence in delivering a performance, you know, and being grounded and that's what I have to offer. So, so it, yeah. It's interesting <laughs> that you say that sports help because I feel like 
I watch a lot of Dancing with the Stars, and I feel like on Dancing with the Stars, anyone who has, like, a background in, like, football, and, I mean, maybe not always basketball, but anyone who has a background in any of those sports, yeah, always have, like, they're able to pick up the... Mm-hmm. They have an understanding of dancing because, you know, when you think about it in sports, doing like wind sprints, you're changing direction quickly. You know, it's all about being on your toes and where your center of gravity is. And that's exactly what dance is. So it makes sense that, you know, athletes and dancers can interchange pretty easily. Yes. Yeah. And then, so going back to West Side Story, what mm. was your experience like being on Broadway for the first time? versus like um well being in that show versus the uh versus uh being in it later yeah because you've done it Um, now as you mentioned like four more times right yeah um you know obviously there's just like an unawareness and a you know maturity that you just that kind of just happens with age and you just you just get how it's run um it w- it was really scary at first um cuz you know you're thrown into like a big a big pot of extremely talented people with their own agendas and you know their own ways of performing and stuff like that so um it was a little intimidating like i i i definitely had to like grow some thick skin <laughs> um but it's good because you know that it you just you pick up little like tricks and tidbits of how to you know navigate through like an eight show week and stuff like that because <clears throat> once you book the job it's another job to figure out how to make it last for a year <laughs> you know because you don't think about that in the audition that oh i'm going to have to do this eight times a week and <clears throat> so you have to learn how to like balance out your um your show. Like one of my friends taught me, he's like, you know, it'd be a good um, exercise or warm up to do the choreography reversed. So that way you're not favoring just like your right side because you're always kicking your right side on this side. It's good to do the left side. So your muscles are balanced, your body's balanced, you know, you're not favoring (laughs) and you don't become a lopsided dancer. So like things like that, you know. And it helps strengthen, it helps like strengthen uh, muscles for less injury maybe because- Yeah, endurance. Yes, exactly. And also taking care of your body. Like I wasn't aware of how important cool downs are. They're just as important as warmups, you know? It's like, if you really wanna make this a career, you have to take care of your tool in this career, you know, and your body is your tool. So that means warming up, hydrating, cooling down, <clears throat> getting massages, going to PT, yeah. like this is our bread and butter right here. So you got to take care of it. <laughs> and, and you got to take care of the voice. Of oh, the voice too. Yep. Yes, exactly. Knowing, you know, okay, I have to record. So I got to stay in or vocal rest or stuff like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember yeah. your, uh, the day you made your Broadway debut? <clears throat> the day actually, I think it was, and it was 10 years ago um, wow. this year. 10 years ago, it was in, I think, June of uh, 2010. Oh so, my, um, so, so pretty much I, 
a little over 10 years. Yeah, so I just had the 10 year anniversary, which makes me feel so old, but <laughs> but I started young, so there's that. <laughs> yes, oh my gosh, how special. Did like people come out and like, and, like uh, get to see you in it and like, uh, yeah. when you made Broadway debut? Yeah, I was so lucky. I, I'm uh, full Latino, I'm Mexican Puerto Rican. And I was fortunate to have 22 of my cousins, aunts, uncles, my, my tita, everyone flew out. And I had all of them at the stage door and in the audience. It was so epic and so special because like, we are a Puerto Rican family. So I yeah. felt so much pride, you know, playing in West Side Story on Broadway and having them see me like represent our culture and our family. It felt, it was really special. It, you had your own cheering section. I did, man. I did. That's that's what you get when you when you're Latino. <laughs> yeah. You get your built-in cheerleaders. <laughs> and I kind of have to ask, based on that, you were talking about doing eight shows a week, and I was mm. talking to someone uh, earlier this week who's been in the same show for like five years, right. and I I have to ask, how do you make uh, going to work? exciting for a year straight eight mm. shows a week yeah yeah it's hard to not like <clears throat> be a machine and get stuck in a rut yeah. of like the same choice so i mean i i love like switching up choices as long as it's in within like the realm of like being respectful of the actor and the work and the director but like I love like making choices that will like kind of catch the actor off guard, but like in a good way, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, keeping it fresh and yeah. Or um, what else are some fun ways that I keep it fresh? I don't know. I can't think of any other ways, but I have a bunch of, and, and sometimes, you know, like trying like, uh, no, I don't know. I can't think of anything else. <laughs> well, it's like you probably brought yourself kind of into the characters you, you played at oh, times too. Yes, that's what I was going to go off of. Um, a fun exercise is like figuring out as an actor, like what I can bring in from my real life yeah. of the day. Like what emotions from my real life can I bring in and what can I, do I have to leave at the door? Because you can't bring everything into your work oh, on yeah. stage. You know what I mean? Because then it doesn't make sense or align. But some things you can, like if they align correctly within the scene work, then that's a fun exercise to do, to be like, I'm really pissed off because blah, 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 blah. And then how can I use this in a show? <laughs> yeah, and then it makes, it, it makes things different for every audience too. So it's fun for like, you get the repeat audiences yeah. in theater. And Which they like, and they notice the yeah and they yeah, notice they, the subtleties and the differences. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Whether it's like tiny or something that's like that, I don't know. Like someone changes up how they say this a whole line or something. Right, right. They no <laughs> notice everything. Right, yeah, and then it's super fun for us as like the performers when people like you notice it. You're like oh my yeah. gosh, this totally happened tonight and I noticed it, you know, and then we get excited about it, so it's super <laughs> oh my God, fun. I get so excited when I notice something that's different in a theater show. Right, right, exactly. It's super fun. What character in West Side Story has been your favorite to play? Oh, I think um, 
it would have to be Chino. Um, okay. Why? Yeah, I, I had the opportunity to play him um, on Broadway, and it's he's such like um he's such like an off the radar character, and he's so subtle and quiet that you don't really notice him. But it, it's such a vital part to the show, and I think because he's um, so quiet that a lot of times he's often overlooked and played played that way. And I'm like, no, I think it's so incredible for this. He's a he's the youngest boy of the Sharks. And, you know, he's very polite, Catholic, religious, quiet, very proper, going to marry Maria because and Bernardo wants uh, him to marry Maria because he's a good boy. He's, he's going to take care of her. He's going to be respectful. And for him, this character to go from that and then his arc goes to he kills Tony to a killer, like, that's a huge, meaty character. Like, that is so, like epic you know and I feel like no one really paid attention to that huge shift and yeah. um I had the opportunity to work with Arthur Lawrence who wrote West Side Story um he was our director on Broadway at 93 years old it was um his final project that he worked on before he passed um and he explained that to me he's like it's so important this shift the scene between Maria and Chino that you that we see him go from the sweet innocence and we see all that innocence just leave him and he turns into a killer. And he's like, that is like what this, the message of West Side Story is, is all these innocent kids turning into these killers. And it, it's the tragedy that needs to be told, you know, of the story. Yeah. So, so yeah, <laughs> that's Chino for me. <laughs> and then you got, and then you got to do it with uh, Five Star Theatricals, which I got to see you in. Yes, and I played Bernardo. <laughs> yeah. So right. what, is, what is playing him like versus playing Chino? Oh, I love it. I love it because Bernardo gets all the freedom in the world because he's in charge, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he's wild, he's ambitious, he's authoritative, and he's strong, but um, a fun way, a fun like aspect that I like to highlight about him is that he's often looked at as the bad guy. And I'm like, he's not the bad guy. He is not. He came to America to make money for his family and protect his family and then move back. And then there's nothing bad about that. You know what I mean? So I try to bring, or I tried to bring the humanity and the, uh, make him more relatable to the audience, you know? That he yeah. is, he's an older brother. He's a best friend. He's a leader. He's all these really good positive things. And I wanted to convey that to the audience so they would be on his side and not, you know, look at him so much as a bad guy. <laughs> and also five-star theatricals. That was my first five-star theatrical show to actually see, I think. Right. And it's so, it's so much like Broadway, like those Dude, shows. Dude, they turn it out. It was my first experience ever working with them or seeing a show from them. And they do incredible productions and they get amazing talent from LA. Um, yeah, they're, they're an incredible regional theater, especially on the West Coast. <clears throat> yeah, it, yeah. I, I was impressed in the, the sets, everything. Yeah, yeah, I know. Hopefully they'll reopen soon and we'll be, they'll be doing shows again. Yeah, <laughs> my fingers are praying, like I'm praying for the, all the LA theater. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Make it through all this. 
And then you were also in Mamma Mia. Yes, yeah, I was. So what was that experience like? Because that's also an iconic show. Yeah, it was fun. I, um, I joined the Vegas company in 2016. Oh, no, jeez. No, 2014. Close, <laughs> um, close, close. close. Uh, and then I was a swing for that company, um, which was super fun and super challenging because um, we, ABBA had it written in the contract that if um, their music was to be done into a musical, all the background vocals had to be sung live. So, in every production of Mamma Mia, all the background vocals have to be sung live by the ensemble off stage. Even if it's only like Donna singing a solo on stage by herself, there's 25 ensemble members all huddled together in different <laughs> sections, singing, singing different parts. Yeah, it's, it's actually pretty because it kind of like uh, unites the company. But as a swing, it's your job to, if for whatever track you're going on for the night, you have to sing that vocal part. Yeah. So I had to memorize four different vocal parts for I think 30 different songs. <laughs> it's insane being like a swing life. People don't realize. Swing life. No, it's a lot of this. <laughs> and it's a lot of shove with love and it's a lot of just doing your best and not thinking twice about it, you know? Yeah, and speaking of the, I, I can't even do it, I'm not going to try, but speaking of like, <laughs> of like being able to memorize different tracks, how, how did you manage that? Yeah, um, everyone, I've, I've been a swing uh, through, I think, three different productions, and through my experience, every swing has their own approach to how they swing, which I think is so valid because it's such a crazy job <laughs> that, you know, everyone kind of needs their own tools and tricks to get by. But I, I just sit there with a video, uh, my phone, and I just videotape during rehearsals over and over and over. And then I organize different files. And then I'll go home and I'll notate all of the notes to help me out. And then I make like a little book. <laughs> so wow. it's like, it's a full process. It's, it's, it's like a full process. But it's like homework. It is. It's 100% homework, which is an exciting aspect because as a performer, you get to kind of utilize the other side of your brain. You know, the side of your brain that is not artistic, that's organized and structured and, you know, the stage manager kind of side of your brain. So I think, um, I think it's cool that swinging gets that opportunity you know <laughs> yeah it's, yeah. Like, it's a little challenge exactly nice. which is why i like it because you know it keeps you on your toes and especially if you're a swing that covers principles then you know you get the opportunity to play different characters and to be different people which i love <laughs> and i can't not ask you this because the songs in mama mirror are so iconic what's your favorite mm. my favorite um Cheese. And it's so hard because there's so many that I love. <laughs> and I'm what's your say, favorite in West Side Story? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, um, the flipper song. Don't go wasting your emotions. Yes. Lay all your love. Lay yes. All your love on me. That was a fun song. Uh, they're all so good. They're like, it's like one of the few 
the music is one of the few I can listen to over and over and over again. You know? Fun fact, I think they're from Sweden. ABBA is from yeah. Sweden. They are the um, second largest um, income for the country. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. I mean, they're just I, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I, told, I totally believe it. Because like, yeah. I mean, hey, I think they're trying to make a third movie. And they're, and they're out of Of song. course. Of course, so, it's just gonna be Cher with a one woman, woman show singing ABBA. <laughs> from what I've heard, they're pretty, they're like out of songs. So it's like, they're oh, really? having to do songs oh, wow. for the movie. Well, I'm ready for it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm ready for it too. I think it, I mean, I know there's people who are like, I should have stopped at the first one, but like. Why I'm not? At, it's fun. <laughs> I'm at, I'm at, let's make a third and a fourth and a fifth. Yes. <laughs> a yes and. Yes, exactly. And then I'm going to get into For the Record, but before I do, you went on a couple tours. What was touring yeah. like for you? Touring was so fun. It was so fun. It was such a, um, it was such a dream, you know, to travel. I mostly did the U.S. Um, I traveled to Canada, Mexico, and Japan as well. Wow. Um, yeah, it was so surreal and so cool to like be able to travel um, specifically America and get to like, ne like stop in every state and discover like how diverse our country is. It seriously could be split into like different countries. It's so different. Um, but yeah, it was, it was an awesome, awesome experience. And I made it a point in every city to explore and to kind of like, you know, get to know the town and eat at the local restaurants and do all that fun. Live my like travel channel fantasy. <laughs> how did you learn how to manage uh, like performing, like balance performing and getting to explore? Mm, right. Um, you know, always I, I kind of just like set like windows of time for myself I'm like okay from here to here you have this amount of time to do whatever and then making sure that like okay I give myself an hour of travel to get back to the theater and then I give myself an hour to get ready for the show just like giving myself those bumpers and then being like okay everything else is a free-for-all let's you know <laughs> yeah do you so have yeah favorite place that you went I mean, Japan, hello. <laughs> you go to Tokyo Disney? I didn't get a chance oh. to. I know, I was so bummed because we only had um, one day off. Um, so we didn't get a lot of, uh, we couldn't travel for uh, far distances, but I did get a chance to hike Mount Fuji, which was amazing. Oh. Yes, and got to like travel to temples, and it, we stayed in uh, Shibuya Station, which was like the, uh, it's like the Times Square of Tokyo. Um, and just getting to know the culture and it's just, it was just a brilliant experience. And I'm sure audiences are different there too versus like US and Canada. Yeah, it's so funny because it's, they're so opposite of Western culture where they respect theater so so much like um we had we were fortunate we opened uh the theater orb which is one of the biggest theaters in shibuya station wow. um it's it was beautiful and um 
because we were the first company to open it, they wanted West Side Story. And they took our whole company to a temple and they had a huge ceremony where all the performers walked down the center um, and they blessed us with incense and everything. And then um, they took us to the stage and they did a ceremony on the stage where they blessed the stage and we like sat in silence. And it was such a moving experience because they have so much respect for the theater and for the art and like, it was religious. It was a spiritual experience, you know, and sacred. And even the audiences, you know, during the shows were completely quiet. So quiet, didn't like respond or, you know, very quiet, like applauses at the end. And then at the curtain call, we had to add two more curtain calls because they wouldn't stop applauding. It was like 20 minute long applauses. It, it was like curtain down, curtain up. It was like a cartoon. <laughs> I was like, is this real? I was like, I thought this only happened in cartoons where it just keeps going down. But the standing ovation, and it was funny because they weren't like, woo, like woohooing. It was just respectful for a long time. And it, and you know, and they would, we would have people that would come repeatedly and bring gifts to us after and it was so humbling um, as a performer to be treated like that and gave me a new respect for what we do as artists in theater and how watching how other cultures respect theater. I'm like, this is how America should do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I've heard a lot about differences between American theater audiences and different countries, theater audiences. Yeah. Western audiences are a little more respectful. Sometimes and yeah, and you know what it is. It's um one of my friends who's she's Irish. She said, you know what it is. She said it's she's like we were brought up in school going to field trips to plays. Like it was we were. She's like I remember in like fifth grade going to a Shakespeare play, like you know all the time. She's like it was just part of our culture. She goes that's where I feel like you instill you know an appreciation yeah. for it is at that age. So. You know, that's why it's important for us to do that with kids in schools, you know? <laughs> and, then, and then with, like, American theater, it's, like, when, like, people from here know, like, the extent they can go when they applaud and when they... Yeah. ...in an audience, because, like, they've gone to multiple shows where they've seen other people doing... And you like, know, like, how that. to dress, and you know yeah. etiquette, and when to applaud. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So then... I'm gonna get it to For the Record now. When totally. did you first learn about For the Record? Because you did For the Record Brat Pack, and that's when I first saw you on stage. Yeah. In a show. Um, yeah, and then I learned it For the Record when I was doing uh, theater. Oh, actually, I, I learned about it when I saw one of my friends, Ruby Lewis, post uh, a video of her doing Baz um, yeah. here. And I had done We Will Rock You with Ruby. And I saw her doing it. And then I was like, what is this song she's singing? I was like, what is this show? And I was like, oh my gosh, what is this show? And then I was like on a YouTube rampage, just like Googling. Right. I'm like, who is this company? I'm like, this is cool. What a cool concept. What a cool idea. And then I, and, and then I knew a lot of the performers who had done their shows. And I was like, oh, this is for like the cool kids, I feel like. <laughs> and this is, and then um, I had just, I was still living in New York and I auditioned for Baz, um, which the production they did in Las Vegas. And I booked it. And so I'm like, 
okay, cool. Now I get a chance to be a part of it. And I think um, what For the Record does is such like a cool way to like, like bring theater into like a modern edgy, you know, like world. You know what I mean? It's a great way to introduce people who aren't theater people to theater. <laughs> um, so I, all their projects, I'm like a fangirl of, you know? <laughs> Same. Even if I am in them, you know, I think they're just so cool and they just do them, they do awesome productions, so. They're um, genius. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I didn't get to see Baz in Vegas, but what was the experience like doing it in Vegas? Like, how is, oh, yeah. how is it different from your experience doing Brat Pack in LA? Yeah, well, it was, it was different because, um, the space allowed it to um, allowed our version of Baz to be this huge Broadway production, which for the record doesn't usually do. That's not yeah. like their motif. They're very like raw, edgy, like spotlight. no back. Yeah, like just a spotlight and a guitar and like a rock voice. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but we had the opportunity to have like huge, um, uh, like video displays, like screens in the back and this huge theater. And it was an awesome opportunity. Uh, Anderson Davis, our director said, he's like, we never had this opportunity. And the Palazzo Vegas gave them this huge platform and we're like, okay, how do you want to design the stage? So that we had the opportunity to redesign the whole theater and the stage. And um, it was cool because also, our cast was this eclectic group of performers. You know, we had people like me who had been from the Broadway world or musical theater world. And then you had people like the ballroom couple who Brittany Cherry and Nick Garcia were from. Oh, yeah. So you think you can dance and from Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Brittany Cherry's on Dancing with the Stars. So you had that like LA, like dance kind of edge to it. And then you also had people who were just straight up singers, like vocalists, recording artists in the show. So all of us as performers were like, oh, um, like Tamira Joy was our Juliet. She was on The Voice. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, people from all over. Yeah, so that was a cool experience for us as performers to kind of like, you know, intertwine and, you know, create this like weird production that was fun and entertaining and yeah and also innovative for for the record and it brings a large group of audience members to see yeah it. yeah exactly yeah because everyone knows uh or everyone is familiar with the movies so yeah. uh baz highlights baz lerman's famous movies which are romeo and juliet the great gatsby and moulin rouge and so those movies are iconic and the soundtracks are iconic like Fergie, yeah. a, a Little Party Never Killed Nobody. God, Moulin Rouge is my favorite ever. Moulin Rouge, I mean, come on. Like, so, so that, was, that was an awesome show, yeah. And I feel like FTR kind of got some extra attention from the East Coast during the time they were in Vegas, strangely enough. Like, I feel like people on the East Coast kind of discovered what FTR was through people's YouTube videos from it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's smart because, um, you know, people, I, I believe Zidler in the beginning, he's like, please post videos, you know? And that was, yeah. that's always been something that like, for the record brags about is that like, you can record 
you know, our performers and they'll sound great every single show. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's a great way to advertise too. <laughs> yes. And people, yeah. people are like, wait, I'm confused. Why are there videos online? <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, because like they're encouraged most of the time at these shows. Yeah. Yeah. And also we just want to, you know, it's a way to get our work out there and for people to be like, oh, I want to see this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so yeah. So then speaking of the difference between uh, Baz and uh, Brat Pack in LA, uh, what was it like being part of Brat Pack that was like at a smaller venue versus the large Broadway scale theater? Right. Yeah. Good question. Um, it's, it's a complete, it's, it's such a shift in energy and <clears throat> energy. Um, almost like similar to like going from theater to, uh, from stage to screen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and things that even like, um, shifting our choreography because I did the Brat Pack on the cruise ship oh, yeah. before, which was, <clears throat> the cruise ship uh, production was a giant theater. So we had so much choreography because, you know, in a big theater, you need to fill the space. And if you're just standing there singing a song, people tune out, you know? Like, but then, yeah, they're like, okay, I'm a little bored. But, um, you know, tra uh, uh, transitioning into Break Room 86, that's this intimate bar, and we're popping up like in the middle of crowds of people. Um, we had, it was a challenge, like taking stuff away. You know what I mean? We were, we were like, um, in rehearsals and trying stuff and we're like, I think we need to take this away, take this away, take this away, take this away. And yeah. we were taking stuff away and we're like, is this still okay? We're like, yeah. And just, we were just discovering that less is more. And it's cool because, you know, you have, um, the opportunity to, you know, perform very intimately in front of audience members, which there's no hiding. <laughs> so oh, you gotta no. be connected to the material. So it was, it, it was a good experience. It's, it's, I feel like even more different every night when you're like that close to audience members and totally. you're like that interactive with the audience members. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you bring them into the show, it like kind of as like their own character more. It's Yeah, and also like some, it's also, I don't know how the audience is going to react either. You know, sometimes yeah. when I interact with them, they hate it and they're super turned off and I'm like, okay, sorry. <laughs> Other times <laughs> they enjoy it and then you go with it. But like, that's the fun part about live theater. <laughs> and I'm going to talk about, you mentioned, uh, uh, I guess I'm going to say a uh, movie from uh, uh, stage acting to uh, screen acting. I'm going to talk about yeah. that in a sec. But it's really cool that you've gotten to cross off so much, like mm. from Broadway to touring, to being mm. on a cruise. Yeah. Um, and to performing in Vegas, LA, over yeah. the past, what, 10 years alone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. is that just mind-blowing sometimes to think about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is crazy. The crazy part for me is, um, how many places I've lived. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like the modern day gypsy, I feel like. <laughs> Just like <laughs> um, yeah, but um, it's not crazy because like, if, if you just want it to happen and make it happen, it'll happen, you know what I mean? I feel like 
it's so easily attainable and um, all those opportunities, you know, they just happen when I'm not thinking about it and they just happen and it's, you kind of just have to have that spirit of, okay, yes, and let's go, let's do it, let's try. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, I love that. Yeah, so there, there, I mean, at first when I started, it wasn't as easy. Um, you know, like when I <clears throat> started performing and I was having to constantly travel and constantly be away from family and friends, it is, it is, a, it is a lot. And I'm finding the more I do it, the less I want to be away from my family and friends, you know? Yeah. So I definitely recommend like when you're first starting off in your career to travel, take a tour, go on a cruise ship, go travel. And then because eventually you're going to want to sit in one spot for a while. <laughs> but it's nice to meet people along the way yes. and like know people from different places in the world. Yes. And learn culture and learn people and get to know like places. And it's I, I, that is something that is so invaluable. Yes. So valuable. So valuable. Yes. Very, mm -hmm. very much so. I can imagine. Yes. Like, it opens your mind as a performer and like as a person in general. As a human. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're learning things about the world. Exactly. Exactly. And then uh, you were part of this little show on NBC that got like really good ratings last yes. year or this yes. past year that yes. I feel like kind of helped people get through the beginning of, of, this crazy year to be honest because oh it came yeah along at a great time oh yeah yeah i know uh so what was your experience like auditioning for zoe's extraordinary playlist it was um it was crazy it was it was really fast <laughs> as i feel like all auditions are you know you kind of don't get a chance to think about it you just kind of do it because you're worried about the other two or three that you have to put on tape. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was super fun. I, I, I got the breakdown and I was like, okay, this is something that I can for sure do. Um, they made, I, I, th I think I had to prepare a side and I had to prepare a song in Spanish that I sang acapella. <laughs> wow, like no pressure. No pressure and then they had me um, dance for about a minute and a half to music that I played from my speaker on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, I so, have it. I have everything set. On I'm my like, phone. okay, so I'm gonna basically walk into this room, and it, by room, that's a loose term. It was like probably ten by ten feet, like cubicle. <laughs> um, Little tiny. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do a one minute uh, one minute one man show, <laughs> like sing, dance, act. Like what what do you got? <laughs> Spanish, all the above. Um, but yeah, so I did it, and they liked me, and they said, okay, you start filming um, in two days. <laughs> So I'm not even kidding when you said it was quick. Yeah, it's it's like that. So I had to get everything together and fly out to Vancouver. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's a very it's a very quick turnover um, when you audition. When it when you go from auditioning to booking, it's like okay, great, you booked it. Now you're doing it tomorrow. <laughs> great. Right. <laughs> right. Back. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So. So yeah, it was fun. 
it was but a super they won fun experience. More of the one of the one man show. Sorry, say that again. They wanted more of the one man show. They did, apparently, yeah. <laughs> they bought another ticket. And was it a coincidence that you and Michael got cast in Total like the same show? Really? Total coincidence. Did you yeah. know that he was in it before you auditioned? Yeah, I had known because um, Michael and I did the cruise ship together for that was almost a year. And then after the cruise ship finished, then we did Break Room 86 together for yeah. about six months. And then he booked Zoe's and I was still doing um, Break Room or Brat Pack. And then I booked uh, Zoe's and I'm like, we got to stop running into each other like this. Find your own show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you two in the fun. same show, though. That's a lot yeah. of talent in one. That's a lot of talent in one show vocally. Yeah, no, and it's fun because I feel like we complement each other. You know, he's tall, I'm like short and stout. He's like <laughs> tall and white, I'm short and brown. He can sing really high, I can sing really low. Like, <laughs> yes. we complement each other. You know, so it's fun. I love him. He's a great guy and a, a good person. And then most of your scenes in Zoe's were with Alex. So what was your experience like working? Uh, oh, he's amazing. He's, he is a diva to, to the max. <laughs> but and you such to together some, so. Oh, sorry, say that again? You got to sing together. I know, I know, we did. I, um, I, we, unfortunately, we didn't actually get to record together. We recorded separately which I'm bummed about because I really wanted him to just screlt in my face. <laughs> As we all do, because yes. his vocal cords are just insane. But um, yeah, I got to sing Bailamos with him. Uh, I got to record mine and he recorded his later. And when I heard uh, his vocals during the read through, I was like, what? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I'm gonna slap you for singing those high notes. And I was like, that is just ridiculous. Yeah, but he was absolutely so much fun to work with and such a light, fun person on set. <laughs> You're like, excuse me, can you stop singing those high notes? <laughs> yeah, I know. Complimented I like, each other really well. Yeah, yeah, no, he was great. Great person to work with. What's the biggest difference uh, working as a TV actor versus working as a stage actor, do you think? Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like they're, they're, they're so similar where your work is exactly the same, but then they're so opposite. <laughs> they're so different. The whole process is um, just opposite. I feel like the process with film is so fast and quick. You know, the writing changes, um, moment to moment, you know, choices change, change moment to moment. There's little to zero rehearsal. It's, you just gotta get it in, get the shot and get it done, you know? And then theater, you spend three to four weeks just rehearsing the show before anyone sees it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you spend time, you know, making choices and then taking them back and adjusting and fixing things. And so, it's it's just uh yeah it's a different it's a different entity it's a different beast it's a different um, art form you know one is very fast paced the other is very careful and specific so yeah um, yeah it's fun both, both have their own pros and 
pros. For that. sure, because there's um, there's beautiful um, subtleties that you can achieve as an actor in film that you can't um, in theater. You know that that are. For example, there's things that you can do in theater that you can't do in film, like with music or with your voice or, you know, um, each has their own things that like are exciting for me about storytelling. Yeah. <clears throat> mm -hmm. you change things up in theater and then it, in TV film, it's more like you're coming up with one thing, you have to make a choice. Yes, yeah, exactly. About so. what you're doing in, what, in a scene and stick to yeah. the because it's like, gonna be seen one time <laughs> yes yeah and also the the also frustrating part i learned with film is that you don't get to um pick what take <laughs> they use so you gotta make sure that you're making good choices all the time <laughs> yeah i i can also, i can see this that frustrating yeah and also um energy wise like with tv and film you spend like an hour like of extreme focus of doing like a number 80 times of just doing it over and over and over, but being like laser point focused to make sure you nail it. Whereas theater, you have the liberty of being relaxed and, oh, if I mess up, it's okay, we get to redo it, yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah. so yeah, it's fun. Fun finding the differences and the similarities. So what's on your current entertainment bucket list? Because you've done so much as of now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I think um I think I'm 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 at the point where I'm um I want to like create and innovate. I want to create characters and I want to create um I want to create stories and storylines of characters of people who are real and relatable to like stories that are real life right now, you know, of things that are happening right now. So yeah, creating characters and storytelling of characters that are LGBTQ of their stories and, you know, people of color and stuff like that. I feel like that's what I want to do next, you know, is yeah. make, create and make instead of just retelling stories that have already been done before. Yeah, originate something. Yes, exactly. It'll happen. I It'll happen. I'm originating something on, on Broadway one day. Yes, yes. I cannot wait till that day. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and then, if you could turn any movie or TV show into a musical, what would it be? Oh, uh, if I could turn any movie or m TV show. Movie or TV show. Oh, geez. What would that be? You know, for the longest time, I wanted Mrs. Doubtfire, and they did and that. Yeah. I know. And I didn't get a chance to see it, though, which I'm so bummed about. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, but I'm trying to think of what else would be a good musical. I feel like Miss Doubtfire is, like, has to be really good. Yes, of course. Um, yeah, because I'm, I'm a huge fan of movie composers, and I think Howard Shore composed that. So there's yeah. already, like, musical aspects in in the movie, so I'm like, all right, it's already there, so. And the cast is good, so. Cast is amazing, what I've yeah. Heard, the cast is um, incredible. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I can't, think, <laughs> I can't think of anything right now that would be a good musical. 
What's your favorite movie? Let's go with us. That's not a musical. What's my favorite movie? Oh, my favorite movie. Well, my favorite movie is a musical. It's The Birdcage. Uh -oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> so it's already a musical. So that's a problem. Yeah, La Caja Falls. But ironically, that is one of the only um, movies that started as a musical. So really? La Caja Falls was the original, and then they turned it into a movie without any musical numbers, which oh. is never done. It's like the reverse of what's usually done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I feel like the only movie I can think of where that's been done lately is Mulan, is the new Mulan. Oh yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about that, but it's the same format. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they take the music out of it. Uh-huh, and make it just a straight, which I think is a fun way to like switch it up with converting yeah. movies to musicals and vice versa. It, yeah. yes, it's, an, it's an idea. I love music, but like, yeah, like it's I, lo I love mus mu musical movies. Mm-hmm, totally. So, like, What's your favorite movie musical? Mulan Rouge. Yeah! <laughs> Mulan Rouge. I mean, that's at the bar for a lot of movie yeah. musicals. It's kind of like a standard. <laughs> yes. Mm. And then, uh, Kind of winding down, if you could work with any actor or actress on Broadway, who would it be? If I could work with any actor. Oh. Another hard question. I know, because there's so many of them. You know who it would be? You know who it would be? I mean, I would want to work with like, obviously all like, the divas, but I, I don't know. Something about Julia Murney, I really want to work with her. I yes! feel like she's such a, a good, like, whimsical actress. <laughs> and I feel like her choices as an actress are just fascinating and just amazing. And I would love to do some scene work where I could just play off of her and, like, feed her stuff too. I feel like that would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> What a, yeah. like, what a powerhouse voice she has. Yeah, my favorite is um, she did the Actors Fund benefit of chess and she just kills it. Her vocals are insane with her like release vibrato that's so natural and powerful. I'm like, she's just, she's just this alien in her own world of I don't know what it is. <laughs> those, those like former elf buzz, I'm telling you. Dude, they've got it. They've got they're, it. In they're the insane. Yeah, and, man. And current elf buzz, like Lindsay. I know, who's another FTR yeah. alumni. Right? <laughs> She's amazing. I'm so happy for her. <laughs> I know, it's so incredible. It's so unfortunate that it, she booked Alphaba at this time, then, but I'm like, it'll happen. Like, she'll she's, get back to it. She, yeah, for sure. And she's, I can't wait to see her in that role. And imagine when she's back in that role after this whole break and her first, like the vocals. Are oh yeah. Oh yeah. All that vocal rest, <laughs> she'll be ready to belt. <laughs> I, I have to be there. <laughs> yes. Then, speaking of when all this craziness ends, what's the first thing you're going to do once quarantine ends? Oh my goodness. I don't, man, just sit on a stage and sing. <laughs> I feel like, I Find feel like that's what, yeah, find the nearest stage. <laughs> hey Siri, can you find the nearest stage near me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <was> like, oh. <laughs> uh, right. Um, no, but 
yeah, I mean, I feel like that's the thing I'm craving the most is just missing being uh, in front of an audience and that energy that uh, you get in front of an audience, it's, it, you don't get that from anything else in the world, you know? So yeah. I, I feel like that's what I'm truly craving <laughs> in quarantine. How do you think live theater is going to be different when it's able to come back and being in front of an audience? How do you think that's going to be different? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, there's going to be so many modifications, you know, with patrons and then obviously in backstage, um, how the backstage areas run, um, even with, you know, dressers, with stage management, with crew, with cast, you know, that's going to have to all be coordinated and stuff like that, you know. Um, I think it's just going to make us a lot more... Um, respectful of what we do and respectful of each other and and be a lot more careful and precise which i think you know is a good thing um and just a lot more grateful <laughs> grateful for theater and grateful for what we do i think um yeah it's the silver lining in this situation <laughs> people are gonna appreciate it so much more exactly and and appreciate social interactions and social gatherings yeah. and music and you know all these things that we were for sure taking for granted you know and when you take it away you know you realize oh shoot this does a lot for my mind for my mentality my well-being <laughs> so yeah people are never gonna cancel plans ever again right <laughs> i know <laughs> FOMO is going to be in full effect. <laughs> Do you think virtual theater is going to stick around? Because it's like something cool that's really been like come out of all this. Yeah, it's yeah, it's so funny because it's like a trend and it's it's because it's all we've been able to do. Um, it shows yeah. the resilience of artists and how adaptable we are. I, you know, I think it I think it can have possibility and opportunity. Um, I've done a couple Zoom productions and readings and it was hard navigating like how to do scene work like with someone on the other side of the country and you know waiting trying to create like dialogue that sounds natural but also technically you're not overstepping with the sound delay and then how do we record audio uh, like a duet you know we have to record separately and then send it to so so there's a lot of those technical aspects that um I was very proud of our artist community of like tackling and overcoming and navigating. Um, and like, you know, now people are starting to do drive-in concerts. I have so many friends in LA and San Diego and New yeah. York who they're doing um, the music of Motown or the music of Frankie Valli, or they'll do the musical Phantom of the Opera, show it and I everyone drives in and then they have live singers, you know? So like, that's so cool. It's so badass for like our community to be innovative and thinking of ways, you know, to, and people are responding, you know, and receptive yes. and it's great and they're loving it. And the energy, I've been to a couple of the drive-in concerts and the energy is so positive and people come in and they tailgate like in their trucks and they'll have like coolers and like jam out and it's it's fun it's it's super fun to see our world moving on and not like succumbing to you know 
it's negativity you were talking about yeah exactly it's it's applicable to life not only theater (laughs) yes so Mm then uh speaking of the yes and again what what have you been doing in uh like during this period do you have anything to promote uh anything like fun theater related or not theater related you've been doing yeah yeah um well, I learned how to cut hair. <laughs> so, so I've been cutting my own hair, cutting other people's hair, which has been amazing. I'm uh, uh, not certified official, I'm an official, unofficial barber. <laughs> um, I, I got my CPR certification. I'm working on becoming a personal trainer certification. Um, yeah, I'm just like exploring different ways of, how I can apply myself to life. So, yeah. All these things that you wouldn't have had the time maybe to do if we weren't on a little like pause. Hiatus, exactly, exactly. So it's, it's, it's been a fun, it's been a fun experience being in quarantine. <laughs> yeah, it's so nice. Yeah. I'm sure you want to get back on the stage and sing. And we want- and Oh, like, for sure. I, I mean, I want to see you back on stage soon, so. For sure, yeah. I just um, recently finished a project of a new musical. Uh, it's called O oh, L'Amour, which means okay. um, uh, in French, the love, or O oh, Love. And um, it's the music of Erasure, which is a 80s pop group um, that had a bunch of number one hits in the 80s. Um, yeah, and I, was, and I got to record, they're doing a cast album of all the music. So I just finished that last week, um, which was super fun to be singing and recording again and creating, even though we were all socially distanced. (laughs) It was weird, it was so weird because like we were like texting and like Zoom meeting. I'm like, hi, like I wish I could hug you. It's weird, like I finished a cast album with you but I've never touched you or met you in person. (laughs) Um, But yeah, yeah, exactly. But it was fun to be in the recording studio working so stuff will happen just waiting patiently and staying persistent staying ready (laughs) so do you know when that cast album is gonna drop or um not sure yet we we literally just finished it um it was originally going to be a zoom uh virtual production reading of the play uh and musical um but uh, it was going to be too much. So we just ended up making it a cast album. Um, so yeah, we just finished it and now they're editing and we'll see, we'll see what happens with it. Okay. Well, to find out when that's going to drop and to follow you and what you're doing, where can people follow you on social media? Yeah. You can check out my, uh, Facebook or Instagram. My Facebook is Patrick Ortiz and my Instagram is patrick.m.ortiz. And I'll post all my projects or whatever I'm working on or covers or just me being dorky. (laughs) Fantastic. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you again for talking to me on this today. So nice talking to you, Becca. I'm so glad you're doing this. This is such a fun thing you're doing. So glad you're doing this. (laughs) It's been a blast. Thanks for watching this episode of Backstage with Becca B. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Becca B Talks TV. Or for more exclusive content from this interview and more, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Backstage with Becca B.
Make sure to subscribe to my channel and like this video, or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give me a five-star rating. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye!